Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am super excited to dive into this podcast episode because we are talking about why God feels distant, five blessings of those who seek God, and how to create a routine to connect with God. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. I have a friend named Jessica, and a few weeks ago, I had realized I hadn't heard from her in a long time. I sent her an invite to an event and I hadn't heard back. And I sent her another text following up and I hadn't heard back. And I started to have this kind of little bit of a freak out in me where I was like, oh my goodness, I hope she's okay. I wonder if she's mad, like mad at me. Did I do something to upset her? Like what is going on? Right. I kind of had this freak out because she felt very distant and it made me question our relationship for a moment right like is she mad did I do something and then I also was like is she okay is, is she even out there <laughs> you know um, I think this is totally normal for a lot of us when we have relationships that are not a back and forth right maybe it's just for a season like this was she I got in touch with her. She called me. She's like, I've just been very busy, like so incredibly busy, so much so that like, I don't even have the brain power to like write back a formulated like response to a text message. So it was just easier to pick up the phone, give me a call, you know, share a little bit about our lives and go on with our day because sometimes seasons are like that. And it can happen in friendships. It can happen in our relationship with our spouse. Maybe when our kids are grown and old, you know, it can happen with our relationship with our kids or even our parents, right? Because relationships are meant to be a two-way street. And this also applies to our relationship with God. So if you find yourself in a season where God is feeling distant, then sister, there's stuff you can do about that, right? Just like if you find yourself in a season where a friendship or your relationship with your spouse is feeling different, there are things that you can do about that. I firmly believe that we are built for relationship. And that means we have to take the time to to communicate, to sit with people, to listen, to participate in each other's lives. And 
I want to remind you that God is always there, right? He is, he is omnipresent. He is there in every moment, in every situation, whether you feel it or recognize it or not. But when God feels distant, it's often because we have been neglecting that relationship. We haven't been taking the time to sit with him. We haven't been taking the time to seek him in his presence. I know I have found myself many times going to him for answers or clarity, direction, going to him, you know, sometimes with wishes and in my prayers and and only going to him for prayer requests like, God, will you do this? And God, will you do that? And will you bless this? And will you heal this? And will you come into this? And while God loves for us to bring our prayer, prayer requests to him, he also wants us to just be with him, to just seek him for who he is. And I love this quote from Tara Lynn St. Eileen, and I'm totally paraphrasing here, but she says to seek God for his presence as in his relationship as sitting with him, right? Not his presence as in his gifts. Seek him for who he is, not what he can do for you. Because sisters, what he can do for you, he will already do, right? Because he is God and he loves you. He would not have sent Christ to atone for our sins, right? So we can have relationship with him if he didn't love us. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And when he's talking about all these things, he's talking about the flowers of the field being clothed in beauty and splendor and the birds of the air not having to worry about what they're going to eat because God provides. He wants to give you blessings. He wants to give you good gifts, but he more so wants relationship with you. And so if God is feeling distant, it's time to seek him. There are five scripture verses that I want to run through today with promises or blessings for those who seek God. Psalm 119 verse 2 says, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Sister, what does it mean to seek God with your whole heart? What does it mean to keep his testimonies? Because blessed are those who keep his testimonies and seek him with their whole heart. What does that mean to you? What does that look like in your life? Are there ways that you maybe aren't and could be? The second verse is Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. If God is feeling distant, the first question is, are you seeking him? The next question is, are you seeking him diligently? Diligently. Man, that's a big one. I know I found myself guilty many of times of not seeking God diligently. I'm just seeking him like passively, right? Or like the checklist lifestyle. The third verse is 1 Chronicles 16 at 10 and 11. It says, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Let the hearts rejoice. Those who seek the Lord, let their hearts rejoice. And it says, seek the Lord for his presence continually. 
and seek the Lord and his strength. I know you're a busy mama. I know some days the strength feels fleeting if you can even find it at all. But it is the Lord's strength that we can rely on. It is seeking his presence. And when we seek him, our hearts can rejoice even on those weak and weary days. Because God is good and he loves us. The fourth verse is Proverbs 3, 6. And this one I'm quoting from the New Living Translation. And it says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I know the New Living Translation is super popular right now. I hadn't even heard of it until like, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 months ago. And now it seems like a lot of people are reading or preaching from this translation. It's not my favorite. Most often when you're out here on the podcast, you're going to hear me speaking from or sharing from ESV. But I really love the way that this is worded in the NLT because it's talking about seeking his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And I'm a firm believer in this. God can see what we can't. God's understanding is above our own. And I want to live in his will. I know you want to live in his will. If you've ever experienced a a moment in your life or a season in your life or a circumstance in your life where you've sought your own will and you got it, and it's like, man, that, that wasn't that great. Or maybe there's some consequences, right? And then a season or a circumstance where you're just like, Lord, whatever, I want your will, whatever it is, I surrender. And then you step into what his will is. And it is like blessings and promises and goodness. And it's like, why, did, why have I ever wanted what I want? <laughs> right? God's will is always better. And he will show you the path to take. And so I love that when we seek him and we seek his will, he's going to show us that next step. He's going to show us the path to take. And there's a massive amount of hope and faith that we can have in that. And the last verse is Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Again, this passage reminds me of Matthew six thirty three. Seek first, and all these things will be added to you. We must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So seek him, sisters, with faith. Draw near to God because he is a good good God and he loves you. So if God is feeling distant, we only need to seek him. So how do we do that? How do we create a routine that helps us connect with God? Number one is to make sure that we are keeping a delicate balance of repetition to the extent that it becomes ingrained habit, you know, something like brushing your teeth but not a checklist, right? It's not like, okay, got up, spent my, ran through my devotion this morning, time to move on with my day, right? It's not to do it just to get it done, but it's to do it to be with him, do it to seek him, right? 
It's a heart posture. And God sees hearts. He knows hearts. And so I believe step like zero, even before we get to one, right, is to really check that heart posture, check that motivation. Like why? Why does seeking God matter to you? Why does feeling connected with God matter to you? Why does being in his presence and seeking his will matter to you? And when we approach it with a heart posture that's from that deep-seated why, because we love him and we want to know him more and we want to know his ways and we want to know his will for our lives and we want to just be in his presence because in his presence is peace and abundance and clarity and goodness because he is a good, good God, right? Then it removes that checklist and it creates this fire in us, this this determination where we just want to be with them, right? Like think of your spouse, if you have a good relationship with your spouse or a, a really sweet friend of yours where you just want to be in their presence. You just want to be with them. You just want to spend time with them. And it's not because they're the wealthy friends. It's not because they give good gifts. It's not because they make the best food, right? You just like to be around them because they have a really sweet presence, a really peaceful presence. So making sure that we understand the why, we understand our heart posture, and then we keep that delicate balance of of seeking him repetitively. So it's a natural routine and habit of ours, but making sure we're staying out of the checklist, like just get it done. The next step is to look at what time you have available. That would be number one, right? Some of us have time available on our schedules and it's like so easy to fit it in there. Or look at what time you have a normal tendency to seek fruitfully, right? I say fruitfully because we might have a a normal tendency to always read our Bible before we go to bed at night, but is it fruitful? We might have a tendency to pray before we go to bed at night, but is it fruitful? Like, is it one where you've got an actual two-way relationship going on with God? Or some of us, it's in the morning, but we're like, eyes are falling asleep and like, you're not really receiving or retaining anything it's like you're just I got to get through this and you're like gripping and it's the checklist right so is there a time that you normally have a tendency to seek him but it's fruitful consider that right and then another way is to look for where you have the ability to make sacrifices to God and I say this because it's one of my number one tips that people always shoot the messenger for (laughs) is rising while it is still night, like the Proverbs 31 Roman, right? Get up before your family and seek God. Give him the first fruits of your day. And this, of course, is a way that you're making a sacrifice because as moms, we're always busy. We're always turned on. Our kids are waking us up throughout the night, keeping us up all night sometimes. And sleep is something that we can very strongly value. So sleep is one of those areas where we could definitely be making a sacrifice for God in most of our lives. But of course, many a times I have shared about the importance of having a healthy nighttime routine and healthy sleep habits so that you can get up in the morning and actually seek fruitfully, right? So you can have that focus and that attention and give God those first fruits. 
But maybe it's not sleep for you, right? Look for other ways, other spaces in your time or your day where you could be making sacrifices to God. What does that look like for you? Where can you be putting God above other things in your life? Because he matters more, right? So the first thing, obviously, I've said the first thing and the next thing and the first thing and the zero thing, right? (laughs) But you just have to start, right? That's, that's the first thing you can look at all the you can take in this information. You can do the heart posture and dig into the why behind it. You can look at the time you have available and all these other things. But in reality, you just have to start. And then make a point to evaluate and pivot from there. You can't say, well, I tried getting up early and it just doesn't work. So I'm too tired and it's not fruitful. And or I tried getting up early and I just hit the snooze and then I go back to sleep and I wake up later, right? You can't just give in. Like this is your relationship with God. It is the most important thing in your life, right? We just talked about all the blessings of those who seek him, not even all, right? Just five verses, this is a place you could even start is to go in scripture and look at the blessings of those who seek him because there are so many blessings that are going to come to your life from seeking him and just doing life with God and seeking his presence. So you can't just give in. Once you get moving, right, take in the data, evaluate how is this working Is there something I need to shift? Is there something I need to change? Is there something I need to do differently? Right? Just make the little pivots until you find success in it. And the last thing that I want to share to make this routine successful, right? A successful routine for connecting with God is to find accountability. Don't go it alone. Your sisters in Christ are so important. Or maybe it's your spouse, or maybe it's somebody else in your life, right? Maybe it's your parent that you want to do this with. Find accountability. It can be a morning check-in with a sister in Christ. It can be somebody that you meet up with on a regular basis. It can be a small group or Bible study at your church. It can even be an online group, right? Which leads me to the Connect with God Consistency Challenge. Because this is so, so important. And if you are not already in a routine, in the habit of seeking God continually for his presence, seeking him consistently and connecting with him, if you're feeling distant from God in any way, shape or form in your relationship with him, then this challenge is for you. We start on Monday. We are going strong for five days, right? Five days is not a lot. And in fact, I think it takes like 85 days or something like that to actually develop a habit. You have to do it consistently for it to become a habit. So the Connect With God Consistency Challenge is just the start. We're going to have about 10 minutes of training, 10 minutes of Q&A and coaching, and then 10 minutes for you to go seek God on your own in prayer and getting in his word and just connecting with him, connecting with his word, making the point to seek him. And sister, I do want to say, if this is not something you've been doing consistently, if this is not something that you've been in the routine of, if this is not a relationship that you've been spending a lot of time in, right? It's going to feel a little bit awkward at first. It's going to take a minute to get that conversation going. And so this five days is just the first step. It is just the start. It is just the beginning. 
From those five days, many of us are going to be going into Seek First, which is a course that I have created with God all about faithful foundations for God-first, God-focused living. You're going to get in your Bible. You're going to connect with God. And this course covers so many different topics. There's bonuses and so much more. We're establishing foundations. We're going to know God. We're going to implement and practice and understand spiritual disciplines. And we are going to live out what it means to seek God. This is an eight-week course, but starting with the Connect with God Consistency Challenge. It is starting with us showing up every single day for five days to this free challenge, being eligible for door prizes, and everyone who comes to the challenge is going to get some pretty incredible discounts on Seek First. There's accountability and so much more. So sister, I cannot wait to see you inside. I know we are going to have the best time. I know God is going to show up because I have been spending time with him about this almost nonstop over the last several weeks as I've been preparing this challenge and preparing Seek First. And God is good, sisters. So let's do the thing. Let's prioritize him. Let's put him in his right place. Let's seek him for his presence just to be with him because he is a good, good God who loves you. And there are many blessings in store just for the simple act of living in relationship with your creator.